it seems like every year, every month, every week even, there's another scandal going around. Oops, just stepped in another scandal. Watch out, there's a scandal. Duck. <laughs> Is that a bird? It's a plane. It's a scandal. So, beware. Bye. I love it. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. And welcome to Daily Chit Chat. Join us every weekday as we talk about what we're loving, what we're streaming, where we're going, and maybe some obscure references. Let's chit chat. So I didn't know that this had come out until you suggested that I watch it. And then when I opened Netflix, it was the biggest thing on my splash page. So did you just catch it right as it came out brand new or something? I, How did it know? I suppose I did. I don't even remember reading about this as a, something that was being released this month. But yeah, Netflix has a documentary called Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions scandal. Yeah. It's but... it's technically a documentary, but when you're watching the credits and you see that there's a costume designer, you are starting to question what kind of documentary this is. Totally. I was going to say, this is one of those um, Varsity Blues is the, the little code name of their operation. And it's definitely based on a true story because it is a documentary, but it is filmed pretty much like a movie, and then it's got some talking heads. But every every character... They lean real heavy on the reenactments, and yeah. they put up something at the very start scene, all of the... They say it more eloquently, obviously, but basically, like, every word that is said by an actor in this um it comes from actual fbi surveillance yep so they and then they say that they might have like combined a couple things to make the story happen but word for word everything that is said was actually said by these real people involved in this college admissions scandal so when we say the college admission scandal, there are probably two names that come to mind, two names of famous actors. L- Lori Laughlin is one of them. Felic- yeah. Felicity uh, uh, Felicity something. Felicity Huffman. Huffman. I was going to say Felicity Huff, but I did not have the rest of the name, so I'm glad you helped me finish that. But the mastermind behind all of it, I could not remember his name, so... Rick Singer. Yeah. And um, Rick Singer, at the very end, it's going through the the acting credits of who played what. Mm -hmm. Matthew Modine. Now, the name Matthew Modine sounds familiar to me, but I could not for the life of me have named something that he's acted in. But he's a a recognizable name that they got to play Rick Singer. So good on you, Netflix. 
Yeah, this is very uh, high production value. It reminds me a little bit of the documentary. They should rent all those mansions. Yeah, very high production value. Very, very high. Yeah. I think Dirty John was maybe one of the first documentaries to, like, cast actors, like, famous people to kind of, like, portray the characters. But what I liked about this one specifically is basically they did such a good job with the hair and makeup and costumes that if they showed you footage of the real people and then they flipped back to the actors, it was not that jarring. You really could tell who was who. It wasn't Rescue 911 where all of a sudden the person calling 911 is 10 feet taller and 20 years younger and just is different looking because he's really yeah so i didn't recognize matthew modine by his look i will say they really did make him look like rick singer and then when i looked at matthew modine he is an older gentleman but he is a nice looking man and they really had to make him look plain for this role well or just that rick singer has a very specific look of like short hair that he like combs down over his forehead Mm -hmm. very 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 tan always wearing a outfit like a coach would wear they talk about how he would always be wearing like a a golf polo and a Mm -hmm. pair of track pants but did you recognize a actor in this i could not tell you the actor's name i could not even remember what his character name was in but there's an actor in this that we just saw on a show that we talked about here what which one so so the college for anybody that is fuzzy on what was happening with this operation varsity blues also known as the college admission scandal we have this guy rick singer this really goes into his origin story how he started this and what really blew it up was he was connected to very 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 wealthy people people that worked in finance or real estate or even Hollywood and he would guarantee that their child would get into a very high profile difficult to get into college like an Ivy League school or some of the really prestigious schools in California so we see lots and lots of parents in this documentary in the uh, recreation portion. Mm-hmm. So playing one of the parents is the guy who was the bad guy in WandaVision that oh, that's was right. about ready to shoot Billy and Tommy. It's all coming and, back to me. And then, uh, and then Kat Denning smashed the funnel cake truck into him and said, have fun in prison. Gosh, the thing about it that is, guy. yeah, he looks in the face the same, but really the hair and costume just kind of just obscured his identity enough for me not to get it until right now. And just looking back in my brain, the, my mental image of the the guy on the phone is the guy from WandaVision. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, am I going to recognize a lot more actors in this? No. No, that was it. I did not recognize any of the other (laughs) actors. I was like, am I going to see the guy that's um, in all those uh, State Farm commercials? No, I'm not. No. (laughs) 
Unfortunately. I was ready, though. I was ready to see Flo from Progressive. From progressive. Yes. Uh, or maybe a Maytag man. That would have been fun. The But no, I, I didn't recognize anybody. No. <laughs> if you thought you learned something on a documentary we covered the other day about forging documents in Utah in the 80s, now we're going to learn about a different crime and how to commit it, and that's to get your wealthy child, like you're the wealthy person in the equation, and your child needs to get into a school for some unknown reason, and uh, the money talks, and the kid falsely gets into the college. So this is yeah, a step-by-step. Yeah, they really step. drive home that point throughout this documentary is these people are truly at the upper echelons of wealth. Mm. You would think that it would be enough for them to have these mansions, to have all of these amenities that money can buy, but they, and they've been sending their children to private schools. So you would think that their kids on that alone would just be able to get themselves right. into whatever college that they wanted to, but no, that's not good enough. They talk about how there used to be the soft kind of quote-unquote backdoor reason that people would get into schools from wealthy families, which would be the family would make a big donation, possibly even big enough to have a building or a wing oh, yeah. of a building named after them, and then coincidentally, the child is in the next class of first-year students. Yeah. But that's not enough. That's not a guarantee, and these parents are movers and shakers, and they want a sure thing. So some of the techniques that Rick Singer came up with were straight up getting someone to take the SAT for your child, yep. but the child never knows, taking photos of your child in a pool, and then photoshopping it to make it look like your child plays water polo or taking photos of them on a rowing machine and saying that they're a coxswain for crew right faking that they had an athletic ability and bribing the coaches and then apparently how all of this works is the people on the admissions committee never check with the coach to see if this athletic recruit ever actually shows up for practice or joins the team and then they're just at harvard boom, boom. done and it's a done deal exactly uh i it's very interesting because they go through all these steps of the fraud and how to get in and all the money and everything and it seemed like he started his career out as he did want to be a life coach or a college admissions coach, like help kids get into college. Like maybe it started a little bit earnestly, but man, his business skills are just so good. He turned it into this big business. And if you have people on the inside, you have people on the outside that need it. Um, he's a salesman. So even when he starts to work for the FBI instead of um, causing the crime. He becomes an informant basically. Yes. When he becomes an informant, which they basically gave him no choice to do, it didn't really phase him. He just kept doing the same sh stuff he was doing, the same 
um, marketing schemes. Just this time he was doing it to collect evidence against everyone else, which I... Oh, it's such a weird case because the documentary does not shy away from saying, isn't the college kind of at fault here? Because they're just getting all the tuition and all the cutbacks and the money and they're becoming this rich organization. And yeah, these people are committing bad acts and, you know, crimes and like shady things to get yeah. people into the school. But the college is like, oh, well, we never really did anything about it, even though it's pretty easy to, like, do some double checking. They never did the double checking. But we're going after yeah. the parents and we're going after the coaches and all the other people. But we just happened to miss the colleges. Hmm. Yes, they bring that up that the uh, in a, according to the FBI, the victims in this are then these private universities the, these private colleges and somebody says it's interesting that the victim comes out with plus $750,000 in their bank account yeah like usually when a crime is committed against someone uh, things are taken damage is done money is spent like there's damages and this is like opposite damages <laughs> And they touch upon it, but I wish they had gone into it more. Then the true crime is against kids who earnestly worked their butts off yes. to get into these colleges or these universities, and uh, their spot was taken yeah. by somebody who cheated and exactly. bribed. Yeah. And a lot of times, they, the way they were running the scam, too, is that a lot of times the students would not really be fully aware of the scheme that yes, was going the, on the around them. Yes, the children of these wealthy people were under the impression, like, wow, I guess I just had a really good day taking the SAT. Or, I don't know, something about, like, why am I supposed to pose like I'm in a pool? Oh, well. Like, but they would never even know that they were supposedly on the crew team or right. on the sailing team. Yeah, so that was an interesting tidbit. Th these are the things, you know, the headlines really only concentrated on a couple of the famous people that were involved in the scandal, but not the nuance of everything. So it was nice to have the documentary to tell us. But what I learned is kind of what I just have learned in my real life, which is... Uh, going going to college and going to university or specific ones maybe in general that that's probably the real scam in life because I went to college and then I ended up getting a job that doesn't necessarily require me to have gone to college and yet I'm still paying debts on the college which I guess is just a life lesson that a lot of people learn but luckily I did not fall for the I need to get into Harvard situation I just picked a random college, only applied for one, got into that college, got kicked out of that college, and then applied for the next random college, got into that college, and that was it. Then I then I graduated a million years later, and I have debt. <laughs> Here is modern day Holden Caulfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people talk about how when you are uh, and okay I did not know if these were real or fake so they show these kind of real person 
again, don't know if they staged it or yeah. if they just got this off of the internet. Kind of looked like of YouTube, high but school, yeah. It looked like YouTube, but then I was like, this is like a little too uh, high quality pixel resolution. Sure, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but it's it's like supposed to be this trend of high school seniors filming themselves. Uh, back in my day, we got a letter, but I guess kids today just go onto their admissions portal and refresh so all these kids like logging on to the admissions portal for the school they want to get into and they click something and then it says yes or no you're in or that purgatory known as the wait list <laughs> yeah and you see these very real reactions of kids with their parents their whole family one kid it even shows them in their classroom i was like that if that's real that's a Real strong child. Very but, bold. Yeah, yeah. So, and then they also show the kids that are crying, like, I didn't get in, or like, I'm on the wait list, what does that mean? And whether that's real footage or whether it's recreated, it does represent then the nebulous of the unnamed students mm -hmm. that, quote-unquote, could have, would have, should have gotten into these institutions right and and didn't but yeah the documentary also makes this point of there is such a pressure to get into the right school or a specific school and um it really really doesn't matter where you go yeah. for undergrad yeah, it I doesn't even really way. matter where you go for your master's unless you have like a very, very specific trajectory in mind. And it's it's like, oh, you know, in order to have this career, you really need to have like a master's from one of these couple of schools right. to get like specific training for something. Yeah, exactly. As long as you are getting your education and that could even mean in this day and age going to a trade school like a lot of jobs literally as long as they see that you've been progressing in some kind of education you have a fighting chance or or it, it won't be like the end all be all and if like you're right if there's a specific track you're going on you might have to follow a specific track of a handful of different schools but I think it is kind of a, a scam to be like, I have to go to Yale or Harvard or USC or even, you know, the big schools that people want to go to, like any of them. Yeah. Go to community college for a couple years and then you can transfer to a state school and you'll be fine. Yeah. I wish, uh, I, I am glad I got the education I got. I just wish that I didn't take out as many I mean, loans. that is how you met your husband. Yeah, so, it's true. Um... <laughs> yeah. I just wish I could go back in time and yell at myself and say, um, you don't need to take out that much from your student loans or your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they, they kind of... these richy riches, that doesn't matter. Oh, that wouldn't even matter. You're right. Yeah, so they don't really have to go to Yale or USC. They could go they to... They dropped a million just to lie to get their kid into the school, and then they still have to pay tuition on oh, top of that. Yeah. Yeah, I never even thought of that part of it, that if it wasn't so important to them what the name of the school was, their education would be fine and paid for and fine. <laughs> Yeah. That's a lesson I learned today. 
I will say, I hope, though, that somebody else makes a documentary about this. This was not, like, the perfect documentary. I got sure. some good information, but I hope perhaps somebody over at HBO is making a documentary Ooh. about this. A competing documentary. It's happened before, so where we get two very yeah. similar themed documentaries or two stories of the same scandal or situation. So, yeah, l I look forward to learning more about it. I'm glad that I got more inside information instead of just, Laurie Laughlin has been fired from Fuller House and will not be appearing in the last season of the Netflix show. Her daughter has not got any of her sponsorships anymore, and everyone's really sad <laughs> I know more than that now yeah yeah well go take on the rest of this Tuesday I guess and we'll close out this time I love it Daily Chit Chat is hosted by Richard Templeman and Gretchen Lilly our theme music is by Sinat Sharma please follow us on Twitter at daily chit chat underscore and like and subscribe to the podcast thanks for listening here's a little addendum for the college admission scandals episode if you want the funniest and wittiest take on this whole documentary go to youtube just search for trixie and katya's recap of this documentary it's amazing i just found it i just watched it five stars would recommend